What's up? How are you? Welcome to MI Fields. Yeah, I'm really grateful to be here. Nice to meet both of you. And we were just reconnecting with our London roots. Oh, do you guys have you have you do you guys have the same? Do you know any of the same people or no? I I feel like we're even in the same generation. We are. Yeah, yeah. How old are you? Eighties. Thirty-five. How old are you? Uh, 35. Yeah, I'm 32. So, yeah, practically the same areas. Yeah. So, so, so Noah, Jay grew up like five to 10 minutes from the area I grew up in. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that's crazy. That's crazy. I heard the accent and I was so happy. It just reminded me of being a kid again. And I was like, yeah. I Must be my, com- my common accent. <laughs> no, it sounds, I love it, man. It's the best. It's the best. Amazing. Amazing. Best so, uh, should we, Noah, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Perfect. Um, so I want to welcome J- um, Jay Shetty, amazing, someone of, who I've followed for forever. Um, and obviously my co-host, Noah Cyrus, to In My Feels. Um, you know, the vibe is everything on the inside, emotions, thoughts, feelings, creates your whole outside exterior. So I want to ask you guys, how are you feeling right now, today? Jay? <laughs> I, I'm personally feeling really great, but I have to say that I feel like my life has been more back-to-back since we've been so indoors, whether it's calls or meetings or everyone, everyone's got more time now. So you're spending a lot more time on these things. But personally, I feel great. I feel really grateful to be with both of you. I do wish we were in person so I could give you both big hugs. Uh, but right now, feeling really, really positive and really grateful to be here. That's amazing. But how are you feeling, Will? I, I'm actually feeling uh, really good. I mean, I was, I was saying to Jay, like, even, you know, grow, both me and my, my wife and I are growing up as um, single parent households, even the notion now of raising, you know, Freya, our, our young, you know, Noah's the, the, the godmother, baby. So raising her together, like in everything, we're feeding her together, we're waking her up together, she's going like, it's... it's I'm not. I'm no, not. No, <laughs> <laughs> from a distance, but I mean, that notion to us is, is so surreal and, and it's such an amazing experience. And I know what's going on, um, you know, out there is, is insane and something that we've never really experienced. So I guess my question to you, Jay, is how, how, how do you find dealing with the isolation and, you know, people, you know, alone with their own minds or their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own anxieties, their own depressions, their own, you know, everything? Yeah, one of the things that I've been mentioning recently is that I feel like in our society, we always use the word loneliness and being alone. And we've always seen that as a negative thing or a weakness. Yep. So when kids are lonely, we always say, oh, they're unpopular or they're introverts or they don't get along with a lot of people. Or if you only had a few friends growing up, it would always be like, oh, they're not very, you know, they're not very uh, charismatic or they're not good in class. We've always looked at loneliness as a negative thing. But when I lived as a monk, I actually was taught about how the power of solitude, that actually there's another word for loneliness. It's called solitude. It's it's a strong place of being alone. It's where you actually get to learn what you love doing in your own company. You get to learn, get self-awareness about what matters to you, what's important to you. And I feel like for right now, it's a forced state of that for a lot of people. But there is greatness and there is positivity in spending time by yourself and getting to know yourself. And I'm not saying it's an easy process. And I'm not saying right now is the easiest time, but there is value in that journey. And so... So I, I think I see that as a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, yesterday was, or er, the day before yesterday and yesterday 
was the first day that I actually in a while haven't been feeling too great. And so I'm a little bit like tired and exhausted and like could maybe cry any second. Like that's just like me right now. And like, but like, I'm also the type of person that like, I always kind of keep my like happy face on, even though it's kind of a dull one. Like I'm still very like, I like kind of smile through it, but like, I didn't know if it was really just, honestly, I think I felt like the big problem was I haven't seen my mom in a really long time. And that's kind of like my rock in my world um, is my mom. And so I literally called my mom and I was like, please, I will do anything just for me. I will come fully covered. Just please, can I come over for 25 seconds and hug you? And, and like, I just needed to go see my mom yesterday because I don't know every, I swear to you, Jay and Lil, every 15 minutes, I don't even know why, just water would fill my eyes and I just would cry. And I like felt, I, it wasn't loneliness. It was just so much <clears throat> anxiety. And, you know, I always say anxiety is all past or future. And, um, like all of that was happening at one time. Like I, I, I felt like 15 minutes would pass and then I'd be worried about like something that happened six months, a year ago and something that is hypothetical that hasn't even happened yet. And I, and I'm still crying and, and it just like, it honestly was like all day and night. Like, and I, and I, it's really exhausting. I've, I say this on every episode, but it's kind of, you know, about inner my feels and I have to explain to the guests, like, you know, where that name comes from and why really like it resonates with both Lou and myself, you know, is um, Lou really helped me in a time when we met about a year ago where I was genuinely very, 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 very depressed and suffered from the worst anxiety. And um, I've had issues looking in the mirror and issues with body dysmorphia since I was 11 or 12 years old. So like, there's so many things that like, I've been trying to overcome. And I think a lot of people listening right now that deal with the same um, mental health issues as I do is at, when you're stuck inside, those tend to kind of come come at you because I was in a really good headspace actually. And I've been inside about, when was my Roxy show? May or are we in March 10th? So yeah. I've been inside since the next day. Um, so I like, you know, have been just in with myself and I had, I had, um, my friends and I, we started together. So like we stayed in the house, but there was still something about like the unknown about, I was worrying about the unknown in the past and the unknown in the future all day for the past two days, three days. And I just like me physically and mentally, like I, I didn't have a call until 3 PM today. And I literally woke up at 9 a.m., went back to bed and slept till 2.30 because I was genuinely so exhausted from the past two days of just like uncontrollably crying. And like the only thing that helped was I drove to my mom's house for literally 25 seconds. And I was like, please, I just like, we got to break the rules. Like I, I like, 
there was nothing else. And like, um, do you have any, you know, I've been giving advice daily to everybody, but honestly I could use some too. Do you have any like words of like encouragement or anything that like maybe people with these mental health issues with something that like we can do at home or, or they can do at home or practice or what's something that, that helps keep the mind in a positive place where, where your devil on your shoulder doesn't come in, you know, cause to me, I feel like I've just had devil and angel every 15 minutes, you know, and both of them were making me cry. And it was a, honestly, yesterday was a really, really tough day. Um, and not only with my anxieties, just like a close family friend of mine, you know, positively got um, cleared when he went in and got checked for cancer and he he's older and he's one of my like father figures in a way, you know, like just another parent to me. So it was just really a lot of emotions like, wow, I can't go see him and hug him and tell him I'm so happy for him. You know, there were just so many things where people just feel trapped. So like, how do you, do you, how do you think people should deal with that? Or how, how do you think people can stay on the bright side, even though, you know, that's kind of something that they struggle with on a normal day. And then it makes it even harder when you're staying inside. Yeah, for sure. First of all, no, I just want to say thank you, Dee, for, for helping me understand that context and sharing so openly as well, because it really helps start a real conversation when someone like you opens up so vulnerably and, and intimately and personally. So thank you, first of all, for yeah. asking me and everyone. I, I really appreciate it. Of course. It, just, of course. It, just, it just starts an incredible conversation straight away because you've done that. So thank you. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is that when we're in a place where we need service and support, when we're operating at a lower frequency or a lower vibration, we need to be around things of higher vibration that lift us up. And often what happens when we're at a lower vibration is we seek things that are lower that make us feel even worse. And that's often what happens in our lives. So the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, well, what am I doing today? Or who am I spending time with today? Or who am I engaging with today, even if I can't be physically present with them, where I know that they're operating on a higher frequency and vibration that they can actually bring and lift me up? And when we look at our days, most of us will find that we barely spend time with anyone or anything that does that. Now, one of the things that does that is a habit that everyone can do, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's so powerful that thankfulness, like when you're present in gratitude, and I loved what you said about anxiety being in the past and future, when you're present in gratitude, your mind can't actually be anywhere else. So when you're being grateful and thankful, your mind actually can't be angry at the same time. It can't be upset at the same time. It's just not physically possible. And so I think that's a key habit that people can practice. I do think surrounding yourself with thought, listening to podcasts like this, uh, reading a book of a higher frequency or vibration, anything that allows you to access that will continue to push you higher. So some form of insight in your life that's going to push you higher. I think that's a huge one. And, and one of the ones that's often missed, which is probably one of my favorite ones, and none of us do it enough. See, look, 99% of the things that are good for you are quite hard to do, right? Like eating good is hard. Um, working out is hard. Like these things require effort. The one thing that's really good for you that requires very little effort is sleep. 
and being able to sleep ideally on time. So it's said that we all have something called the human growth hormone. And for everyone who sleeps before midnight, you're experiencing more of the human growth hormone, especially that sleep in the hours before midnight. Well, so, that, that just explained everything for me. All right. Yes, when you go to sleep before midnight, a lot of these problems start to get solved. I've been trying to do that a lot lately. With the Amazing. honestly, when I'm not working, I I go to sleep before midnight. Oh, nice! Like if I'm not working or whatever, like that's kind of easy for me. Because like with this, like I don't really have anything else to do but sleep and yeah. <laughs> like work. I've been working, working, working all mornings, and then just like there's nothing to do for the rest of the day, and then I'm just. Like, and right now is a great time to practice that. Like you start falling in love with sleep again. That is a huge healer. We don't realize the cleansing, purifying effects of sleep. Like it's so cleansing for the mind. It's cleansing for the brain. It's cleansing for the digestive system. Like so much is happening while we're asleep uh, that we don't realize it's such a simple trick. Right. It's almost too easy. Um, Jay, you started a, um, a 20 day meditation. Uh, I, like I want to try and like apply that. So obviously someone who's aware of meditation and I've done it previously, I haven't really practiced it uh, uh, of late because I like who I've become now. Um, and I need to you obviously get back to that. But someone, you know, because my mind is always so quiet now and I've practiced that, you know, I do a countdown from 100 to zero, 100, uh, and then if I'm still thinking things, 50, zero, 50, zero, and then I can sit in solitude in silence for 15, 20 minutes. But I know someone like, you know, Noah, whose mind's probably always racing, always, you know, thinking, always. or overthinking, underthinking, you know, all these type of things. Is there any techniques that she can use or anyone in, in the same, you know, situation whose minds are constantly racing that can, you know, practice these while being at home right now and, you know, being okay with being by themselves? Because there's like, I'll even go back to the past two days where sleep was the only time I didn't feel anxious. And so um, when I woke up, I started crying. My eyes were open two minutes, but my heart was racing already. And I didn't know why. And I just wanted to go back to sleep because that was the one time that like I had it today. I actually feel much better. Um, and, and what, what I think really helped that when you mentioned, you know, what brings what pot, like good vibrations to you and what's positive to you was yesterday, one of my best friends sat on the phone with me. I hadn't been able to eat in literally three days from, from anxiety. And my mom's very much like that. Like if, if she has anxiety, I just get this lump in my throat and like, the smell, the look, the everything, just it's really hard. But I'm the type of person who I get anxiety from being afraid of throwing up, actually. I literally get that anxiety of that. So I forced myself to eat, but I felt so bad yesterday morning. And I and I literally couldn't eat anything. So I called my friend and I was sobbing and I was like, I can't eat. I don't know what to do. Like I I'm I can't stop crying. I'm so tired. I need to eat. She said, I'm going to sit with you. Go take a little bite of this. Go turn on your bathtub. I'm going to sit with you. You're going to take a bath. She was like, let's play some music. Let's talk. Let's talk about positive things. She was like, first, let's get what's on your mind out of the way. And then let's talk about nothing. Like, let's just talk about positive things. And my friend sat on the phone with me for three hours yesterday. 
and, and did every activity with me. And slowly I was able to eat and I was able to take the dogs on a walk up the hill and back. And I was able to drive my car down to my mom's and finally give her a hug because I had pulled it together. But it took that time of like good energy you know, actually feeling, and she literally was on the phone and she would be like, I'm so glad you're getting better. And I hadn't even noticed that I was better. And I've actually like been pretty even since then, but since I brought that good energy in, and that was almost like a calling, like, like God answered my prayers because my phone rang and I was like, thank you so much, you know, like, thank you so much. And we, I don't know. It just, it really helped. And I've like been pretty in the middle since then. I just feel more drained than sad. I feel like I almost got that out. Also the women listening, maybe hormones, who knows, but let's just say I'm mixed with that. And the the isolation thing, like um, you're right. Bringing in positive vibrations definitely helps. And I've actually been, do you listen to, tones or anything whenever you sleep because I've actually been listening to like like I don't know the type of vibrations and stuff that I'm supposed to when I'm sleeping and yeah that's awesome yeah so so sleep especially like so rhythm that's I don't know if you know an incredible music producer he does mainstream work but he's really into this his name's Major I don't know if you know Major at all but he, he creates a lot of music at 432 hertz and that's the uh, tone at which music is the best for our mind and body and our brains. And so when we're listening to chimes, when we're listening to nature sounds, when we're listening to any of those, like why are gongs famously played to relax us? Why is it that spas play particular music? All of that music is meant to calm. And that's why nature sounds are so powerful, like breathing in line with the ocean, for example, breathing in and out to the, to the waves that can be so calming because when you get nervous or anxious, what changes your breath? If you notice every emotion in your life is connected to your breath. So when you're crying, what changes your breath? When you're happy, what changes your breath? When you're running late for something or you're nervous, what changes your breath? So your breath is connected to every major emotion in your life. So if you can learn how to breathe properly, and this is something we're never taught. And the crazy thing is, We know that athletes, musicians, singers, all have to learn how to breathe. And all of us in our normal lives, we're never taught how to breathe. It's never experienced to us. And so when we talk about learning how to breathe, it's like, oh, I just do that. But we wake up being out of breath. Or we wake up and we're like, I need to catch my breath. And so breathing is so important. So for me, when I'm doing my 20 days of live meditation, I'm allowing people to get more aligned with their breathing. So I'll give an example of what happens in anxiety and pressure. What usually happens to us is either your mind is ahead of your body. So sometimes you wake up in the morning, your mind is racing, and your body's like, oh, I just want to be in bed. Or you wake up in the morning, and your body's racing around trying to do everything, and your mind's like, oh, I'm still, still in bed. And so our body and mind are totally unaligned, and that's where we feel tension and pressure. So when you breathe in for the same amount of time as you breathe out, you realign your body and mind. So when you count in for breath, breathing in for four and breathe out for four, and you're counting and your body's doing the same, you're bringing it together. If you're looking at the ocean and the waves and you're breathing in as they come in and you're breathing out as they go out, 
you're slowing down your breath to be in line with the mind and you're slowing down the mind for your body. So that's one of my favorite things is working on breath work to help people very simply from the comfort of their home to actually find that stillness when they wake up. And guess what? I know what you mean. I've, I've been there. I know what it feels like to wake up in the morning and feel like you're having a panic attack and out of breath and and you want to throw up. And, and you want and to throw up. Yeah, I, I, know, I know what that feels like. And the only thing that has helped me at that time, apart from obviously friends and people like that, has been breathing and just going, wait a minute, Jay, you know what this feeling feels like. You are expecting it. Let me just breathe. Let me calm my body and mind. And now I'm back at center, right? I'm back in the grounded space. So can I ask you a question? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I have an issue breathing when I'm in that state. Yeah. Like yesterday I was hyperventilating mm-hmm. and they, I usually do an, an exercise before I go on stage, which is in for seven, hold for eight and out for 10. There you go. And that's kind of, cause I literally used to think I was going to pee my pants before I went on stage. Like I would get so nervous. And, um, even whenever I went through a lot of my depression, somebody taught me that. And so I've honestly tried to use that for everything. And so I'll call my manager because um, that's kind of, he's kind of one of my best friends. Um, we're only like five and a half years apart and it's kind of like a brother-sister relationship. But I, as much as we fight, when I'm in that state, I call him, you know? And, um, you know, yesterday he was like, you're breathing exercises. And I couldn't. I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't breathe. I was like, I was holding the counter and I was like, I can't. So yes. how, how is there a way to kind of mentally like snap out of it? Yeah. Noah? Like, you know, like, like that. how do you kind of, is, I don't know if you, you know, is there a way that you can kind of wake yourself up out of that, that panic mode of I can't breathe because I get to a point where I can't breathe sometimes. And that was the issue was, I was hyperventilating and, and the more that I panicked, the more I thought about panicking and yep. what I was panicking about. Mm-hmm. And it made, and it made the panic spread like a wildfire. And, and, and I was, and, and I couldn't breathe. And, and it took me a couple tries, a couple minutes where I could even inhale through my nose up to seven because I it, it couldn't I was just shaking so I couldn't I had to just go because I couldn't yeah. inhale that much because I was just panicking so bad so what's kind of like a mental slap in the face to be like <laughs> get out get out of that like like just just to help you you know for people that are in a house alone I was yeah. in a house alone so I didn't yeah. know what to do you know what I mean and I was going wild and of course the last thing I always you know always, always, always. I've never touched on this subject, but never, if you're in that state, is it a good state for you to drive in for anybody Mm -hmm. listening? Like, please don't drive whenever you're in that state, because like, that's one of my mom's biggest worries is like for, if I was to ever like be in a panic attack Mm -hmm. and, and I'm driving recklessly or whatever. And, you know, so for me, I know don't go out of your house right now, Noah, because you're upset or whatever so I couldn't I was stuck in the house couldn't drive to my mom's house and do my six feet apart or anything and so I was just losing it so what and that's just to be honest you know and um lose the more more like logical technical person on this (laughs) this this 
podcast and I'm more of like the learner. Hey, you're, you're, a great, you're a great partnership. This is great. So I love the Looney Tune of the podcast. So I just, what what is that way to kind of pull yourself together if you can't even get yourself to do your breathing exercise? Yes. That makes sense. That's a great question. Can I give you a few options? And you can tell Definitely. me what you like because I always like... And, and it's never because I'm like trying to figure out which one it is. It's just that I feel like activities and exercises are like a menu at a restaurant. Like everyone's going to like something different on the menu. And it's about finding the habit and practice that works for you. And not about me going, this is the only way that it works. This is the only thing you can do. So these, all these three things work and different things work for different people. The first thing I'd say, and this is a common technique used in meditation and therapy, and it's called the 54321 method. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, but basically what you were saying, and, and Noah, you hit this spot on, that the mind's always in the past or in the future, right? That's what we know what anxiety is. And so any of the anxiety we're feeling, it's because we're not fully present right now. And so five, four, three, two, one, sorry, I can't move my fingers as fast as my mouth, but five, four, three, two, one, th this is how you bring yourself back into the place you are. So you look, think of five things that you can see right now. So this is your mental slap in the face. You go, what are the five things I can see right now? I can see my microphone. I can see this tree ornament. I can see this laptop. I can see this tree behind me. I can see my phone, right? Five things I can see. What are the four things I can touch right now? Let me touch them. What are the four things I can touch? I can touch myself, my jumper. So five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things that I can hear right now. What are the three things that I can hear right now? Two things that I can smell right now. And then one thing I can taste. When you do five, four, three, two, one, it's like giving yourself a mental slap in the face. It's just going, okay, let me just get back into the zone where I am. Let me be present where I am. Let me not let my mind wander. And that one's really useful grounding and centering. It's as simple as that. Five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. Another one that I really like, does that one make sense? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Another one that I really like that helps is... Is that because you're just you're 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 gaining awareness of your surroundings is Correct. that, that you're grounding you're grounding and centering in a in a snap of your fingers because it's like your anxiety is because your mind's going anywhere and everywhere i do remember hearing that one time and my friend had me do it in a car because i was having a panic attack yeah. and this was in dubai and we had yeah. a long drive from the city to sand dunes and I was in the back of this car and I, and I kept saying, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. And he was like, what are five things you can see? Four oh, things great. you can touch. And I, and I actually, now that you were like, you, I actually remember him saying that to me and I didn't, he didn't teach it to me as this lesson, but I remember my best friend telling me, what are five things you can see right now? What are four things you can touch? And, and I, and I remember that actually really calming me. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. You. Another one that's really great is that for a lot of us, when we can't do it to ourselves, we need things around us. So there may be a sound, like there may be a sound that calms you down, that you have ready to play, ready to go. For some people, it's scents. You could have diffusers, candles by you when you wake up, and you know that when you breathe in that scent, that calms you down and that naturally calms your breathing. So things like lavender, eucalyptus, these things are just greater relaxing your breathing pattern just naturally. So you just have them ready to light, have them around your space. And then the other one is sight. You can have a painting or a piece of art or something that just 
makes you feel love or makes you feel grateful or makes you feel happy. So having things around you that you can see, that you can smell, that you can hear, naturally just calm you down and relax you. And the third and final one I want to share for people is that often the mood you wake up in is the mood you went to sleep in. And so it's so important before you go to bed, right? You're programming your mind the night before you go as to how you're going to wake up the next day. So one of the best things that you can do is the night before, voice note or journal. If you don't like writing, voice note. I recommend this to a lot of people I work with. Voice note all your feelings, all your pain, all your anxiety, all the pressure that you haven't been able to share, voice note it. Voice note everything you're grateful for, voice note that you're choosing love, voice note everything that you're proud of, that you're happy about, that you're celebrating, the amazing people that love you and that you love, and then allow yourself to go to sleep. So don't let your good go to sleep with that because then you wake up with that. Whereas if you clear your mind before you go to sleep, you then wake up as a new, fresh version of yourself. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, based off of what you were saying, Jay, is, um, you know, there's also a thing called a gratitude rock. Yeah. Carrying something in your pocket at all times, or it could be any, any item that, that you want to carry around. And when you feel like you're at that moment, you, you, you touch it and then you, you, you say everything that you're gra- grateful for. And it could be any small thing, like the shoes on my feet. I have socks, I have clothes, I have, you know, a warm bed. I have, you know, love. I, I have this, I have my mom. I have, you know, there's so many different things we can do. And it just sets a reminder, but it's on a, such a micro scale because everyone's thankful for so many things. But when, you, when you're grateful for the water that you're drinking, that we actually have access to water or, you know, that, you know, during this whole process, it's sunny outside or, you know, we actually have outside space or, you know, you know, Noah, you have your dogs. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many things that we, we, ha- we, we can dissect emotion and feelings and all these type of things. Um, but, but you're Which right. I totally turn to my dogs when yeah. I'm like crying. I like talk to them. I'll talk to Mello because I, I don't even talk to the little one because he's 10 weeks old. I act as if he's a baby and doesn't understand, but neither of them other understand. But I always, <laughs> oh, they do know it. They do. I always talk to Mello <laughs> like, you, you're you the man of the house, Mello. <laughs> <laughs> I love I have that. two dogs right now, one to my right, laying on my right side, and um, one laying on my left side. What are they? Uh, what are their names? Marshall and Mello. So oh, Mello was first. And then I was like, we got to have Marshmallow. Yeah. So we named Marshall after the surplus yeah. store. Cool. <laughs> but if you want to say it fancy, Marshallo or Marshallo. <laughs> <laughs> or Marshall. Yeah, I like it. I like I it. like saying Marshallo because it's like Marjella. And yeah. I'm like, it's funny to mix the two. Um, are, are we allowed to say those brands on our show? Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> you know, uh, another thing as well is, is uh, I feel like a lot of people put pressure on themselves due to the nature of time. Yeah. You know, anxiety is coming. Obviously, we need to, you know, the, the past and the future are the only two things that we worry about. But I break things down spiritually and, and logically that factually we don't, the past is created in the now and the future is created in the now. And the more awareness we have with each other, you can, you can, you remind yourselves, you almost, as you know, Noah being just 20, you know, I, when I was 20, I was a mess and I was way worse than, you know, my head was so heavy for my body. I couldn't even like walk around. It was, I'd feel like, why is my head? I couldn't lift my head up because I was weighed down by all these things. But then I realized it was, it was me doing it to myself. And I was, I was telling Noah previously on, on previous shows, you know, if you smile, uh, if you look in the mirror at five minutes, 
per day and you smile, just smile and do nothing else, you'll realize this is the, most, the dumbest shit you've ever done in your life. But then it makes you feel like you're not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. You know, and another thing is, you know, we're here on this earth to feel, to feel, you know, love and pain and, and this and that. And, we, and, you know, we have to embrace it. We have to, you know, um, we, this is what we're here for. We're here to feel physicality. Well said, man. And I feel like, you know, and the more we uncondition the conditioning, we can, we can learn to use these in our daily aspects. But for you, Noah, it's, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. You know, mm-hmm. don't fight those feelings. Just surrender. Oh, I, oh, you know I don't. Oh, absolutely, yeah. My tears yeah, run like rivers. Yeah. They, there's true. no holding them back. And see, the thing I love about Noah is that, you know, her being, an, she's a true artist, which are highly emotional. So, you know, people who are highly emotional who have these thoughts and feelings can, can bring attractions to them way superior than most people who don't. Like, I don't em- emote like that, but, you know, I surrender. Mm-hmm. to the you know you know you're, you're talking like the jesus the buddhas the the, the muhammads they they operated on a zero percent surrendering so yeah. we have to get to that point like children you know my daughter is 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 in a complete 100 percent manifestation i can see when she wants the pacifier yeah and that's what she wants in the now and then i give it to her yeah. so that's, this, this is literally how, how we are supposed to be in life and i feel like we now have to put the power back to the people to understand that your thoughts, emotions, feelings create your whole existence. And once that education comes in and we become more aware of it and understand our feelings, we'll be able to, you know, take on different tasks and, and be better at them. And, you know, if something like now, if something bad comes in for me, I deal with it completely different way than completely thinking the worst. Now I think the best. Yeah. Or if something bad comes in and I have an emotion or a feeling, I question that feeling so much that, that, you know, it eventually goes away. And I feel like, no, I feel like you're getting good at that. I mean, the things that you're talking about now to when I first came on board, it's like two different people. That's and I feel like yeah. you now educating the people around you and, you know. Cause yeah, you know. I mean, when I met Lou, it felt like my head was too heavy for my body. Mm-hmm. And, and you could see that on my face and you could hear it in my voice and you could see it under my eyes. And there were so many things that you could tell you know, um, absolutely. And I feel yeah. like now people just, you know, as well as it's, it's living your absolute truth. Yeah. Everything that you want to do in life, you should do, and you should absolutely live your hundred percent truth. And that's with every, any walk of life. And I feel like that's exactly how I'm living now. If I don't like something, I remove myself from it. If someone comes into my life that makes me feel a certain way about myself, they're out of my life. Um, and I feel like we need to do that. And the more we do that, the more we will attract people who understand where we're coming from and actually make us enjoy being with them. So for example, the reason why people understand the spirituality that I'm talking about, cause I don't, under, I don't attract anyone who doesn't Yeah, I'm operating yeah. on that frequency. And I'm just like, Noah, you're so emotional. You, you can attract the things you want and the things you don't want just by the things you're thinking about. And as does everyone else. So we have to, you know, educate ourselves and, you know, bring ourselves back into the now. Um, and I want to touch up on, you know, living your truth and, you know, dreams. I mean, Jay, I mean, what, what are your dreams? I mean, what's your predominant thoughts? Like how well do you sleep at night? I want to know all these things about you. (laughs) Yeah. Good questions. I, I, I believe, first of all, I just love everything you're both talking about. I think it's so relevant to everyone who's probably listening and watching right now. And, you know, your generation, Noah, our generation, Lou, like, you know, just everyone is challenged in some way with this. And I'm so 
first of all, no, I'm just so grateful that you guys are talking about these things because you we're know, grateful this, to have you on here. No, but this is like the most important subject that we could all be talking about on because it impacts each and every single person. There's no one who doesn't have a mind. There's no one who doesn't have a heart. And there's no one who doesn't need to feel understood and loved. Like everyone's in that boat or ship or whatever you want to call it. And that includes all of us. And so it's so important that we're talking about this. For, for me, I really believe that thoughts, like you were saying, both of you are a choice in their patterns. And so I've spent a lot of time writing down scripts of my negative thoughts, like literally scripts, like almost like books and pages of everything negative I used to say up here. And I then rewrote the script of the script, what I wanted to say up here. And I spent years literally unlearning this script and learning this script until this script became more natural. And that's why I'm so convinced that it is just a pattern and it is just a script. If I read a negative script for 10 years, that becomes my reality. And it's not actually reality, it's just a script. And when you switch it, that becomes your new reality. I, I sleep, thankfully, very well at night because I've come up with practices that help me do that. Part of that is sleeping before midnight, so I'm usually asleep by 10 p.m. every single day. Of course, there are days when there's things that break that pattern, but that's my rule. That's not the exception. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I love sleep. I realized very Me too. Early. Yeah, I was I, like... I, I feel like people make me feel bad for it. Don't. Do not feel bad about sleeping. Never. Sleep is great. Seven to nine hours is the recommended amount. That's the amount you should be sleeping. So sleep is great, but that's really important. The thoughts that come into my mind genuinely, Lou, in, in answer to your question is, is how can I serve? How can I help? Like that's a big question that I ask myself consistently. And that always helps me find my feet because I think life is uncertain, but the only thing certain is how can I serve? How can I help? Right. And then the second question I ask myself is, what do I need to become in order to do that service? What do I need to do for myself in order to be able to do that service? And that's the protective part. So as much as I want to be an empath and a giver, I always have to realize that I can't give what I don't have. And so I need to make time to make sure that I'm well fueled up and I'm operating at the frequency that I care about. And the third thing, what you said, Noah, which I have, sorry, Lou, that I absolutely love is you were talking about how you've got to create the frequency, vibration, and energy in your life. So there are things in your life that you don't need. I'm very tuned in to spotting if I like someone's energy or I like a place's energy or a project's energy. And if I think an energy is not favorable for me. And I, and I do the same thing where I distance myself, where I don't think an energy is favorable for me. And I embrace the energies that are powerful for me. But I'm sensitive to that. I can feel those and I'm aware of those. And I'm very curative, uh, curated about how I allow those into my life. Uh, I get, I get, I get uh, negative thoughts. I get anxious thoughts. I get stressful thoughts. But what I've learned is that our mistake is that we feel we need to never have that thought again. And that's actually not the trick. The trick is to not let that thought stay in your mind for that longer time. So my point with that is, remember the first days you used to get anxious last year, Noah, or whenever you guys met, maybe you would get anxious for like 10 days. And now you get anxious for one day. And now you get anxious for one hour. And now you get anxious for one minute. That's the journey we all have to go on together is how do we feel a negative emotion for less time 
but knowing that you'll always feel it. So now I'm not surprised. When I feel anxious, I'm like, I know this feeling. I know that this is going to happen. But how can I not feel it for longer than 10 minutes or an hour or whatever it may be? Absolutely. I think I want to end it on, um, you know, visions of love. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I promote self-love. So, you know, you truly have to love yourself before you can accept love from someone else. And I know, obviously, Noah, you've touched up on this subject quite a few times in our um, in our on our show, um, my question to you, Jay, is how, how do you vision love? When you say vision, what do you mean? How do I see it? Like how, how do, do I see it? Yeah, uh, your interpretation of it. Yeah, great question. Very powerful. Very deep. I'd say love for me is defined as understanding and awareness and reading in between the lines. I feel like when you love yourself or you love someone, you take the time to understand them and yourself. You take the time to be aware and you take the time to genuinely read in between the lines and take the time to process what you're envisioning. And I think we don't do that so much with ourselves. I think we rarely try to understand ourselves. We rarely try to become aware of ourselves. And that's why it's hard to love ourselves because we're scared of becoming aware of our pain and our demons and our parts of us that would free us if we got close to them. And so actually, if we were, love means to get close to even the fears in yourself that you don't like. Right? Love means to get close to those parts of yourself that scare you. Love means to get intimate and personal with those parts of you that you don't feel comforted by. Because that's what love means. Love means you go all the way. You don't hold back. So that's how I envision love. That's dope. Yeah, you really know. Huh? What about you? Well, how, how do you vision love? How do you, I mean, in terms of, see, because again, you know, me growing up would, in terms of previous relationships, if you were hurt by someone, you'd always, for example, if like relationships years ago, and then you still have emotional issues due to those relationships. But then if you saw a picture of yourself with that person, you realize you've changed physically. So therefore you have to understand that you've changed emotionally too, but we, we don't understand. We don't put that into a process. We see it as us holding on to those feelings. So for us to truly love in the now, we have to let go of the love that we used to think we had. You know, and I, again, with, with Noah and stuff, I know, you know, Noah wears her heart on her sleeve. So, you know, she emotes so many emotions and that's the beauty of her essence. Um, and I feel like the reason why we started this is, you know, to, for her to focus and focus that on in her art, in her music, in her writing, in everything else. Um, and now this has become, you know, such a wellness vibe. And we, you know, we now want to help people who are in similar situations and we can only speak from our own experiences. Um, but seeing Noah's growth in, in love and, it, you know, not just for in relationships, but in love to other people, um, is really amazing to see. Yeah. And Lou, the way you speak about this, like, I can tell that you're doing the deep work, like you're doing the reflection and, you know, it's amazing. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm not the same person as I was before this, this, um, mm. this, this interview. So, um, but that's evolution for me, you know, and yeah. I feel like as long as we feel like we're constantly evolving, that is, should be the main focus. Yeah. And Noah, because you're an artist, you 
understood, and in you being able to share those emotions, no wonder when people listen to you, they feel understood. Like you're giving people, because, because you're so in touch with your feelings, you're allowing people to get in touch with their feelings and be okay with it. That's, it's an amazing gift to have. It's an incredible gift to have. And Thank I'm so you. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. Dude, it was awesome talking to you. You're amazing. Oh, you're very kind. No, I'm, I'm just, you guys ask great questions and you make a really safe space where you feel you're having a real conversation because you open up so much. So it's, it, it doesn't feel like it's great. This is a great environment. You guys create a beautiful Thank environment. you. Thank you Thank so you. much, Jay. Take care of Thank yourself. You. Stay home. Well, yeah. you're obviously going to stay home, obviously. But <laughs> and let's stay all get together after this. Let's meet up after this is all over. Are you in LA? I am. Yeah, I'm in Hollywood right done, now. Done, 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 done. Yeah. Lou, can, Lou can put us all together. Of course. Yes, okay. 100%. Thank you so okay. much. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Love you all. Thank you.